hello 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 back at it again hope everyone is doing well today hope you're blessed how's it going this is coach cookie your life and relationship coach if this is your first time listening in thank you so much for joining me today if you like what you hear please give the podcast a like comment subscribe and don't forget to share with your friends and family to my regular listeners welcome back and i want you to know that you're greatly appreciated here at Rising Higher, I'm going to give you some snippets for success to not only help you to survive, but to help you thrive. Now, in today's episode, I want to focus on steps toward recovery after narcissistic abuse. But before we get into that, let's talk about the high points from last week's episode titled The Stages of Narcissistic Abuse. Now, the high points from this episode, we reviewed terms that were, we reviewed some terms uh that my survivors need to be aware of that describe the stages of narcissistic abuse with common terms used. A few of these terms that we reviewed included love bombing, gaslighting, discard, trauma bond, blame shifting, and triangulation. If you would like to learn more about these important terms, check out the entire episode. Again, it's called the stages of narcissistic abuse. Now today on Keeping It Real, I have a question from Brandon who asked, Coach Cookie, I was wondering, does the Bible address narcissism? And if so, does it? what does it say about it? Okay. So, first off, the Bible does not really use the word narcissism, but it does not mean that it does not address the topic. I believe that uh, it does address this topic in several script scriptures. So in order to answer this question, I'm going to provide you with a few scriptures. And right after I share the scripture, I'm going to give you a short analysis of that. So the first scripture is going to be 2 Timothy, uh, the third chapter, verses 2 through 5, which states that people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the of the good, treacherous, uh, rash, rash, they're conceited, lovers of ple- pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of God- godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with them. Okay? Have nothing to do with them, okay? So in this scripture, it does not really say the word narcissism or narcissist, but it does provide all the characteristics and behaviors of the narcissist. Anyone that knows a narcissist and has had to deal with them was testified that these are definitely the behaviors and the characteristics of a narcissist. Another scripture would be Romans 16, which says, I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause division and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you have been taught. Avoid them because such people do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites by smooth talk and flattery. They deceive the hearts of the naive for your obedience is known to all so that I rejoice over you. But I want you to be wise to what is good and what is evil. Now, remember that 
Most of the time, the enemy or the narcissist will seek after the empath or Christians with good hearts because most of the time they are naive to what is really going on until it's too late. When he finally finds his victim, this spirit will be a smooth talker and flattering, uh, getting over on the victim, which sounds like, to me, what we call love bombing. The spirit does this to get to know the victim better so the narcissist can mirror back what they think the victim would like in a friend or a partner. This is how so many times the narcissist is able to deceive the empath or in this case we can say the Christian which which leads to them eventually being hurt. Then we have Titus chapter 1 verse 16. They profess that they know God but by their actions they deny and disown him. They are detestable, disobedient, and worthless for good work of any kind. In this scripture, the focus is on how so many people who have been manipulated and deceived by people who claim to be Christians. There are a lot of narcissists in the church who like to be who like to hide behind the lie that they are a Christian because they know that victims Guards will be automatically down if they claim to be godly and religious person, especially if their target is a person of faith. So they're going to put on, they're going to become this professional actor, uh, this professional actress, and they're going to make you believe that, you know, they're this godly religious person, you know, so they can appeal to you. Most people don't expect to meet the narcissistic spirit in the church or to be abused or manipulated by someone who's claiming to be a Christian. By these scriptures, we can see that the Bible does not use the word narcissism, but it warns us of this narcissistic spirit that comes and will get involved in the church as an active participant. The reality is, is that the narcissist exploits, manipulates in, uh, in and religion to their advantage. They would take scriptures out of context or further confuse, exploit and abuse their victims. Remember, these people don't have an operating functioning consciousness. Therefore, nothing is sacred or off limits for them to exploit to get what they want. And that includes religion. Thank you so much, Brandon, for such a great question. I hope this answer helps. I'll be interested in hearing your thoughts and your opinions on this topic to share uh, other scriptures that you would like to share as well. Okay. Now, the main topic for today is steps toward recovery after narcissistic abuse. After about with an abusive toxic relationship, starting over comes with hurt, confusion, and self-doubt. These relationships often have similar traits to addictions with the constant push and pull of invalidation and intermediate reinforcement along with deep feelings of regret and shame. Even the continuous rumination about the good times and how you felt in the relationship, the highs can weigh you down. Those memories often trigger a need for the abuser's approval and validation and the loss of it can be destabilizing. It is critically important to understand that abuse is traumatizing and healing would take some time. The recovery process is a slow churning wheel. And remember, everyone is different, so the healing process is going to be different for everyone. But today, I'm going to give you some tips so that you that can help you make the first steps to recovery. 
The first thing is brace yourself for complicated emotions. Breakups alone are tough and come with a mixture of emotions. Stepping out after narcissistic abuse can tumble into emotional distress and post-traumatic stress disorder. Toxic people have a special gift for causing chaos and inflicting pain while making you believe their twisted truth about who you are. Next, you need to acknowledge what happened to you. No, I'm here to tell you you're not crazy. It really happened. Let go of the excuses and the guilt you may associate with how you ended up in that relationship. Stop making excuses for a person's behavior. Denial is a powerful tool that can protect you, but it will prevent you from that from the radical acceptance that you would need in order to heal. So it's time for you to acknowledge what happened so you can start your healing process. The next thing is going to be is that you're going to want to establish your boundaries. What is it that you're going to do so you won't be in a break or so you won't lose your mind? That's going to be establishing your boundaries. It is highly recommended that you go no contact. But I know that this is easier said than done, especially if you have children or business affairs with the ex. If that is the case, make sure you stand up for yourself and the truth in every interaction. You deserve to be respected and must create a distance that honors your boundary. Okay? Let it out, let it out, let it out. Okay, so we need to talk, you need to talk about this. Find you a good coach, such as truly me, such as Coach Cookie, that specializes in narcissistic abuse or emotional trauma. Find you a coach that can help you reprocess your thoughts. Still, you must first own them and gain the confidence to speak about your experiences. Okay, it's important to forgive yourself. Instead of victim blaming yourself, offer your soul some compassion. You're not at fault for their behavior and you should not beat yourself for your trauma responses or falling for manipulation or falsehoods. You cannot change the past, but you can instead learn from it and demand respect, re demand respect in the future. Okay, so next is to reclaim your identity. A consistent theme that I continue to see among those preyed on by narcissists is their power and unlimited potential. Yes, that's you, the badass. That's why the narcissist picked you to begin with. So now it's time for you to get up, dust yourself off, and take back whatever was stolen from you in your relationship. Whether your self-esteem, your career, your financial freedom, you can start anew and rebuild it. Repurpose the energy you poured into the trauma into healthy outlets, and you will see it flourish. To all my listeners out there who have experience on this topic, you are the experts out there. I love to hear from you to share your thoughts and give us some comments. This is going to help others who may be struggling with this. I want everyone out there to know I'm here for you. So I want to be able to bring content that meets your needs. So if you have any questions that you would like for me to answer, or if you have a special topic that you would like for me to do an episode on, if you need one-on-one -on -one coaching, please hit me up at heycoachcookie at gmail.com. This is Coach Cookie sending everyone a big hug. And I'm reminding you to love yourself first as we rise higher together. Be blessed and I'll talk to you soon.